Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. Way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Yeah, welcome to some of the most dismal attempts at diarising ever recorded on paper. In fact, if this brown vinyl wrap 1989 Collins diary were to be entombed for thousands of years, when the archaeologists finally broke the seal on my final resting place and wrestled it from my fossilised arms, it'd probably contain rotten pulp inside, hence forever ensuring that no one of any status or intelligence would ever have to waste their lives researching its mind-numbing, self-absorbed ranting. Unfortunately for you and me here in the present, though, I've turned every snorific page into this here podcast, so no study necessary. Let's just take the piss, shall we? To set our minds in the right mode for the year of 1989, let's look at what was debuting on the charts musically in Australia with the help of chartbeats.com.au. Uh, new Kids on the Block made their appearance this week in 89, debuting at number 23 with I'll Be Loving You. And the only other band to find top 50 placement this week was a group from Melbourne called Roxas, whose song Stand Back appeared at 45. And they were Australia's attempt at a Bon Jovi or Van Halen big hair band and were signed to Molly Meldrum's record label, Melodian. They had one big hit. It came out in 1991 and it peaked at number 13 and it was called Where Are You Now? Oh, I never got it. Anyway, coming up in this episode, a regular caller to the radio station has a great idea, but it isn't, and he wants me to help him make it happen. And I ain't ever going to do that. So stand by for more bitching about it with my diary. There's a creepy pretend I'm heterosexual moment in there too. Ugh. I raise my voice to my boss Neville, whilst also trying not to cry when he accuses me of not doing a commercial, and I also practically whack myself off over a book about John Laws. <laughs> Kill me now. Plus, despite being a dog person, I buy a kitten on a whim, which weirdly makes me a teenage cat lady, because in 1989 I already had a cat back in Adelaide. How long will teenage me be in love with this new cat? Probably not more than a week. So without further ado, please, let's get another one of my besties to join me for all of that and more. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? Mary the Babysitter, a.k.a. MJ. Welcome back. Thanks, Benny. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. 
God, I love my friends. <laughs> Just so you listening know, this has been the greatest thing for me because I sit down with my friends and we have chinwags for half an hour, either side of doing the podcast, we take the piss out of ourselves. It is the best. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> facilitating <laughs> it by listening. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we love you. You're the best. Tell other people so we can do more. Um, so we should reiterate the introduction of MJ. Uh, she was, of course, Mary the babysitter in the diary. So you appear constantly throughout this diary, sometimes with detail, mostly not. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what Clint actually said? I sent him a message. I said, oh, I'm about to do a podcast with Benny. And he goes, is there anyone else in that diary? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I said, there's many people, but there's many podcasts. Yeah. And you're the only one that sort of appears from the early days all the way through, whereas other people sort of arrive. Like Natalie from On Bazaar doesn't actually appear until November or December in this diary, even though I'm sure I I'd met her in the lead up. That's sad. I think yeah. actually when you do that one, I think I should get together with Nat. <laughs> yeah. And have both of us talking on it. Oh, my God. I'm fucking down for that for sure. <laughs> Two-hour episode coming up. Well, I know Lisa Fairclough, Boofy and Marianne Keefe want to do one together, so that would be fun as well. Oh, I love too. those two. I know. They remind me of each other. I think I've said that to you before. There's something about their yeah. energy. They remind me of each other. Completely. Yeah, that would be a really, really good episode. I would <laughs> not get a word in edgeways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so having known me since 1989, and at this stage I'm in my 20s because I turned 20 in July, we're into uh, August 13. Are you ready to dive back into the diaries? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Uh, this is Sunday, August 13. It was written at 12.17am. I woke at 10 today, showered and got dressed. Went to work and did some more ads. Went on air after Neville at midday. Oh, Neville was on air? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that would have been hilarious to listen to. It wouldn't be instead of Jan Swan, you get Neville McGrath. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard him on air. That's it, really weird. It must have been a rare thing because I honestly have no recollection of him being on air. Obviously in older times, but um, anyway. My shift went okay. Only drawback being that Kev, and I've written Kev in capital letters, from Port Hedland rang. So he must be a regular. He really <laughs> pisses me off at times. He's definitely a regular. <laughs> Started talking about getting Pink Floyd up to the Pilbara to perform. <laughs> Oh. oh, Kev. Okay, Kev. He wants me to help him. He wants me to help back him up. It's the last bloody thing I want to do. What a wank. As if Pink Floyd would come up here. <laughs> exactly. They would have released that album that year. And Kev drank it in. <laughs> Kev drank yeah. in a lot of things, I think. <laughs> I said I'd think about it, but when he rings again, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> Because <laughs> you held all of that power, Ben. Oh, my God. But also I would have hated... Back then, I was so worried about upsetting anyone, I'd put my own feelings after everyone else. So I was such a people mm. pleaser. So if he had said, no, no, we need to do it, I would have gone, okay, I will help you then. And I would have been trapped <laughs> in this cycle of trying to get Pink Floyd to fucking Caratha. <laughs> Thank Christ for therapy. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, got home just after six. Dana and Julie were home. Went and got some Chinese for tea. Had a decent pig out. Watched telly till now. Night, 12.22am. Not much of a day. Yeah, you had 
Chinese of one of the six Chinese restaurants. Sure <laughs> there were so many Chinese restaurants. <laughs> we had like three chicken treats and six S Chinese restaurants. Selling the most bland, round-eye <laughs> food you've ever tasted in your life. <laughs> Sweet and sour pork? No, the satay chicken plates. <laughs> uh, I don't... actually worked at one of those. Did you? I worked at Universal Chinese oh uh, God, when I, I was young. I actually remember Universal Chinese. <laughs> yeah. I used to do the dishes and it was so illegal. I was about 12 years old and I'm pretty certain that it was actually my auntie's job and she got paid like 15 bucks an hour and she gave me five bucks. Or oh something. my <laughs> God. She's job sharing. There was something really weird about it. Oh my God. I fucking love that. I was, I was working in the gig economy before. <laughs> Can I just economy. flag that it seems like every time Mary the babysitter appears on this podcast, she mentions something illegal that happened in her life. <laughs> Because we've also had the flights when you're underage smoking and drinking alcohol on ANSET. Yeah. I was, um, I actually met up with a friend yesterday who worked at ABC Radio in Karatha and I actually told her about the podcast and I said, I have to start it. Like when I post it, I've got to do a preface. Mum and dad, don't listen. Just don't. don't. <laughs> you poor thing. Sorry I'm ruining your relationship with your family. <laughs> That's fine. They love you. They still call you Gentle Ben. Oh, I am Gentle Ben. The bear. All right, here's uh, August 14. It's a Monday. This is written at 12.21am. Today, I awoke at roughly 8, had some breakfast after my shower. What a boring existence. <laughs> it's boring for us reading about it, mate. Trust me. Uh, went to work. Fair bit to do today. Lisa is sick with what might be laryngitis. She can't talk anyway. So she's not there. No logs done properly. So Lisa must have been the music director or something. Lots of ads to do, and with no Richie here or Jan, it's rather hectic. Well, today at least. God, no wonder Neville's doing gigs. Only Mark and I to do ads. My shift from two to six went exceptionally well. <laughs> oh, I love when I talk myself up. Had lots of fun. Got home just after six. Dana was over again. She left, and Julie went off to Easy Slim. Oh, my God. <laughs> 80s dieting. It was Jenny Craig... Easy Slim. Gloria Marshall. Oh, and Gloria Marshall, yeah. I think I went, I went to, to I went to all of those too. <laughs> I went to Jan's and tidied up for her. Oh, I'm such a little suck. Called mum, had a chat, hate to pay their phone bill, and then I've got three question marks, three exclamation marks. How do you say that? Phone bill? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, came home. Julie and I made some tea together. We had salad with chicken breasts with rice stuffing wrapped in phyllo pastry. <laughs> That's extravagant. It was wonderful. See ya. 12.31am. With rice stuffing. Hmm. I know my parents at the Wasley Butchery they used to do these, they'd do chicken thighs and they'd stuff one with spinach, feta and onion and then the other one they'd stuff with leg ham and cheese and then they'd roll it up and wrap it in phyllo pastry, but no rice stuffing. What am I hacking oh. their beautiful dinner for? <laughs> Man, those are good. Do that. Get, get a chicken thigh, put a piece of mm. cheese in, a piece of ham, roll it over itself and then wrap it in two slices of phyllo pastry with butter and cook it in the oven. You will lose your mind. <laughs> I forget how hungry talking to you makes me. <laughs> That's a recurring theme. Do you know, because I've just realised we're actually going to be making your dad's curry this oh, week. Oh, that's right. Well, that's the last yeah. time we spoke we did the curry chat. Ugh. I know. Is this about my diary or my fat ass? 
No, it's about my diary. It's about my diary, guys. Uh, this is August, <laughs> Tuesday, 15. It was uh, written at 12.53am. Today, I awoke to my alarm at 8am. However, I didn't remove my bulk from bed until 8.30. You weren't even fat and you're calling yourself your bulk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> had some breakfast, showered, dressed and head down to the station. Richie was back. That's all we're saying about that. Did some commercials. Lisa is slowly getting her voice back. Sean didn't come home at all last night? Question mark. Ooh, other people have sex lives, Ben. <laughs> like you'd understand uh, My shift from 2 to 6 went well Not exceptional, just well Had an interview just after 2 With the promotions manager Of the Australian television and film industry To promote a film festival in Karatha Oh my god This is going to do my head in Get ready for this Because I'm about to be okay. he- heterosexual Here we go Her oh. name was Susan Fleming Hi Susan, where are you? <laughs> Run for your life. <laughs> what a stunner. And then I've got comma, ah, lust. What? Oh, oh. Honestly. And then I've Look got. you lying to your paper. I know. It's such a little fibber. Honestly. And then I've got dash. Ever tried talking while you're drooling? Question mark. Oh, <laughs> Fuck off. It doesn't end there. It's worse. (laughs) I'm so glad you get to share this one. I could have talked forever. She's probably about 26-27. She left to return to Perth at 3.30 this afternoon. Dash. Oh, well. But I've got a question mark. Oh, well? Anyway. Hired movies tonight. Dana came over. Wrote to Linda. Sean came home. Hmm, in capitals, with a question mark, two exclamation points. Jan's apparently not coming home until next Monday. Wow, question mark. I fucking had no idea how to use question marks, and it really irritates me. <laughs> uh, see ya, 12.59am. I know that's a recurring theme as a listener. You're probably sick of me saying, I don't know how to use question marks, but I do now, and I need to reiterate that because I feel like a dunce. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> then if you do it... <laughs> Did you like me drooling? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, did you like me being heterosexual? Oh, you know, it was interesting. Honestly, I mean, I could have talked to her forever. Oh, you actually use the word stunner a lot with women, though. Oh, see, that's a homosexual's way of saying I don't want to touch her, but she's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and I should add, all I would have done with her was talk to her forever. There's no way anything would have happened. I wonder where she is. I want to look her up on LinkedIn. Oh, my God. (laughs) After this episode. All right, let's do uh, August 16. It's a Wednesday. This is written at 4.05 a.m. Nasty day today. Woken at 8 by Julie saying I hadn't done an ad and never wanted me to come down straight away and do it. Showered, got down there, and Neville accused me of not even doing the ad, which I did. So I raised my voice and he yelled at me saying if I wanted to keep my job, I wouldn't raise my voice again. I was actually on the brink of tears. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I love how dramatic that would have been. That would have been quite scary. And ever in moments of executive realness with, like, bosses and things, I've cried so many times. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it doesn't take me much to start. (laughs) This isn't fair. I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) That sort of stuff. It's so fucking embarrassing. (laughs) 
Oh, but it does help. I think I've done it, but I kind of just like you know walk away. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, no. Walk myself in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spend my days ridiculing straight men on TV, trying not to cry, whereas I'm the opposite angle. Like I'm constantly crying, just like <laughs> give me something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, did the ad. Went home, washed my clothes, went into town, and booked my tickets for November. Have to do a payment next Thursday. Went home, ate, and went to the station. Did college show. My shift from six till midnight went well, especially the last few hours. Got home. Sean and I sat up talking till now. See ya. 4.13am. That's a lot of chats. Four in the morning. I know. What the fuck were we talking about? And why don't I record any of that information? Because I'm an idiot. All right. (laughs) Let's take in Thursday, August 17. Uh, This is written at 12.10am. Yay! He says... I got a day off today. It was wonderful. And the yay, Y-A-H, was in inverted commas, so it's popping off the page, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the day was lost because I slept until 1pm, got up and had some lunch. Mm, Sounds like lockdown. Sat around for a while, wrote some letters, plus some checks for health insurance. Checks! Remember writing checks? (laughs) Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, the checks were for health insurance and to pay off my car loan. Wonderful, eh? And that would be the baby blue a Volkswagen Golf that I bought probably three months before I left Adelaide and then never saw again. Oh. Meh. Still paid it off, though. Uh, went off and posted them. Oh, and I should acknowledge my parents helped me pay that off because they charged me uh, rent, $50 a week, and instead of actually using it, they put it into a bank account and gave it to my for my birthday on my 18th so that I had all this money to buy a car. <laughs> what an asshole! Because I spent every week going, why do I have to give you $50, you bastards? <laughs> oh man being a teenager is such you're such a prick really aren't you <laughs> i have a teenager yeah is it getting there has it started no i've actually got a good one yeah you do she'll quite often be sitting with me when i'm doing these with you and i'm talking about smoking and drinking and i told her what nose beers were the other day <laughs> nose beers Oh, this is a political conversation. So there's a certain person who's been elected to a certain position in a certain state where I live who made some certain comments about certain members of the community. Oh, yeah, Basil Zemplos. Yes. And there's been this picture going around of him at Connections <laughs> bottles of water. And then someone ran under it, oh, nose beers. And I just laughed out loud. And I went, oh, nose beers. And at least I watched that. And I went, oh. Um, oh, mate, <laughs> it was the 90s, let me tell you. <laughs> you wonder why we don't remember anything? Nose beers, okay? And all the other things. Let's move on, kids. Uh, went off and posted them and came home. Mary came over. That's you. She bought with her a book called, and I've written this in capital letters in inverted commas, John Laws, Life by Misadventure. It's absolutely brilliant. I can't put it down. He's such an innovator, an incredible man. I'd call him a national treasure. (laughs) How times have changed. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Fuck off. My grandfather bought that book for me. I think grandfather's bought that book for everyone. (laughs) I think so, yeah. And it was a hardback. Like it was oh my back. god! Not much of a national treasure anymore. Our times changed, but no. in '89 he was firing. We used to play his show via relay on 6KA, 
and I still remember a caller ringing me and saying, can you ask John Laws to tell him to stop making it rain up here? And I was just thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? You seriously, one, think John Laws is here. Two, that I'm going to tell him, stop the rain in Caratha. And three, <laughs> that you think he can fucking stop the rain in Caratha. <laughs> It sounds like his legitimate fan base. Well, aside from a closeted gay guy and a 15-year-old. <laughs> at that stage, at that stage. We've all moved on. Everyone's managed to grow. Don't cancel culture us. Uh, anyway, Julie came home at five. We went off to town and did the shopping. Paid hire for the TV and video. Came home and watched television until now. Night, 12.19am. The very idea of renting a video player now just seems so foreign. Yeah. It's bizarre. Even when I pull out a DVD, I go, this seems so lame. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do August 18. It's a Friday. This is written at 11.43 p.m. Well, today I awoke at 8 a.m., but I refused to move from bed until 9. Oh, you're so naughty. I had a shower, ate, and then dressed. Got to work about 9.45. Not that busy a day today. A couple of commercials to do, but that's all. Got a letter from Julianne today. Oh, Jules, love her. So I spent part of the afternoon writing back to her. My shift from 2pm till 6 went really well. I was quite pleased. Not extraordinarily well, just really well. After work, went straight to Jan's to feed the cats. Returned home. Julie asked me to come with her to get a kitten. I said, okay. Stupid me? Question mark again. Got there and they had three kittens. Julie picked out one. And like an idiot, so did I. (laughs) Now I've got another cat. I wish I hadn't got it now. Oh, well. (laughs) Animals are not just for Christmas, guys, or for August 18, 1989. (laughs) Julie's gone to the drive-in and I've been watching television laughing at the kittens. This is the best. Julie's is called Diesel and mine is called (laughs) Ziggy. Oh, well, to bed now. 11.51pm. <laughs> Ziggy. Is that from Ziggy Stardust? Fucking I doubt it. I completely doubt it's from Ziggy Stardust. Although I did love <laughs> da- David Bowie. Maybe it is from Ziggy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm going to bet that Diesel was from Johnny Diesel, though. I will bet you Guaranteed. Any money. And I did love David Bowie back then, so maybe it is from Ziggy. Let's just tell everyone it was. Yeah. And not- Make the corners. Not because it's the gayest name you could give a cat. Ziggy! (laughs) Come here, Ziggy! Anyway, (laughs) I love how camp I was without even (laughs) realising. Maybe I'm just making it camp by looking back at it. Uh, This is Saturday, August 19. I'm here for it. It's good. We're happy. Uh, 10.44pm, this was written. No idea why I'm retiring this early. Woke today at five. Had a shower, got dressed and went to check on Diesel and Ziggy. They are so cute. With an exclamation mark. They are so cute! (laughs) (laughs) Drove to the station. My shift from midday till 6pm. No, that's wrong. I did 6am till midday. Anyway, it went well. What? I can't even remember the freaking time. Uh, Drove home. Kittens are so beautiful. I'm so in love. I've got first day feels. (laughs) Julie and I drove to town to get them some food. Came home. What? Hang on. (laughs) So we got the cats yesterday, but the next day we get them food. Assholes. (laughs) Uh, Dana was waiting for us at the front door. We had lunch and watched telly for a while. I don't understand why it's important for me to record that Dana was waiting for us at the front door if there's no further I information. Love Dana. Yeah. Dana was great. <laughs> you, so you remember her? Ben. 
We've had this conversation before. Is Dana the one that you said to me, yeah. you say what you're going to say? You needed a lift somewhere. And I yes. feel like she was staying at the station manager's house right. at the time. Yes. And you had to have a lift. And she answered the door in a towel. And you were like, oh, sorry, I need a lift somewhere. She was like, yeah, no worries. Let me get my keys. Grabbed the keys took the towel, wrapped her hair, her wet hair in it, and walked out naked to the car and drove you naked. I have no memory of that at all. I'm positive that that happened. And I'm positive it was her. She was really good friends with Jude. That's insane. Like, you'd Mm. think if you'd been in a car with a nude person, you would remember that. But I have no (laughs) recollection ever. Maybe you walked it out. (laughs) Just sitting in the car going, But then women are beautiful. I might be gay, but I still find women amazing and beautiful and, and celebrate their vajayjays and all that sort of she stuff. Was, she was very attractive. She had the spiral perm that came with Karatha in that era. Waiting for us at the front door, I wish it said nude with a towel wrapped around her head as well. Because <laughs> there's no mention of that in this diary. Maybe that happened in 1990, but... All right. Well, I trust MJ. She's got a great memory and mine is a bunch of mush. Anyway, we had lunch and watched telly for a while. Julie made tea tonight from her Easy Slim diet book. It was bloody beaut. I'm so awkward. I'm undecided as to what to do about my new cat, Ziggy. I can't keep it. (laughs) So I think I'll give it away. I have to. I've got my own cat in Adelaide. Not you, it's me, Ziggy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Lee came over to invite me to a barbecue tomorrow. She didn't ask Julie. How rude is that? Honestly, I won't be going on principle. Night, 10.50pm. <laughs> I love my flagrant uses of, honestly. <laughs> All right, MJ, thank you so much. Beautiful. My pleasure. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> God knows what's to come, but I will be having you back. <laughs> thank you. I think we need to do that double shot with you That's and Matt. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, my God. All right. I'm talking to her about it. Thank you, babes. Thank you. Love you very much. Love you very much. Hey, in the next episode, there's a celebratory smorgasbord to attend. I do a shift that goes extremely well, but I also refer to myself as having motor mouth. So how extremely well could it have possibly been? A new announcer moves into the radio station Sharehouse. I see a Maldivar's women on the verge of a nervous breakdown at a film festival. Yes. The then successful 80s Aussie business tycoon Alan Bond was apparently getting nervous and getting ready to... uh, sell up on radio station 6ka and meanwhile the 1989 pilots dispute kickstarts and it could mean no flights home for holidays in november and i get sassy on air after a listener rings up to suggest i play some normal music look out and of course once again in every episode we like to try and shine a spotlight on indigenous voices and this time around we're giving props to maramayart.com.au it's the home of all the amazing artwork from tamara may murray she does commission work custom pieces and artwork and she uses it to help express herself and find the words that don't always come easily you can check out her shop and her story at maramayart.com.au or at maramayart underscore on instagram and that's spelled m-a-r-a-m-a-y-a-r-t once again giving my deep respects and gratitude to the enigmatic dj dirtbag for the 1989 theme tune and same to jezelenko for his efforts too you can follow us at 1989 on Instagram. We would love to hear what you've enjoyed about the podcast so far. So feel free to tag us, show us some love, 
And of course, please share us with anyone you think might enjoy listening to this podcast. The more listeners, the better. It just makes me happy because, you know, I'm that self-absorbed. And of course, until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.